Hello, Hello Sister Brewers. Welcome back to another episode. We're really excited to share this with you all. Yes, today we've got Nicole with us. Hi, Nicole. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. So Nicole is the owner of Modern Magic Academy in Salem, Massachusetts, and she's also a practicing witch, which is very exciting to us. (laughs) (laughs) So Nicole, if you just want to give us, yeah, if you just want to give us a little intro. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Nicole. Um, I own a walk-up studio space that offers uh, ritual experiences and classes in Salem, Massachusetts. And I'm also the owner of Highest Good Readings and a practicing psychic medium. So yeah, just living my witchy best over here. Awesome. I love <laughs> it. The I best love it. thing ever. And you're in Salem too, which is amazing. And yeah, and do we throw in the fan fact that she's also from Toronto, like us? Another fellow Canadian <laughs> Another who fellow moved to Salem. <laughs> yes, That's wonderful. Yes. Um, so, Nicole, let's get started. Um, I'm so excited about this interview. So, what age did you start to notice or figure out that you had abilities? It wasn't to, like, specific... Oh, you know, jaw dropping experience. It was a lot of little things that hinted at psychic ability and sensitivity. I was always a real sensitive kid in general. I'm a cancer rising. So I think that yeah. says <laughs> a lot. Um, but I was just one of those kids that just was super into weird stuff, like mm-hmm. loved anything to do with the paranormal, loved anything to do with, um, you know, fantasy or magic or anything like that. And um, I remember like bringing home books from the library when I was eight or nine years old on magic. Um, And (laughs) when I actually was able to dig deep enough, and this is, you know, probably just at the crux of when the internet began. So, you know, you had to do some digging before the internet for sure. Um, I remember just finding out that you know, there were people who were sensitive to spirit, people who were um, training themselves and learning techniques within meditation so that they could become um, more acutely um, able to use psychic abilities. And then I found out that witches were real, which was like yeah. a whole other. <laughs> yeah, they really shook everyone. Um, and they're, they drive cars, they're not on brooms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the normal people. A little bit, yeah, totally. I think it was a little bit of the coming out of the fantasy aspect of things and the yeah. imagination piece from your earlier childhood experience and then realizing that like there's a, a real actual spirit world and spiritual community. Um, so I want to say maybe I think intentionally working with my abilities and realizing that like, you know, the, the little downloads that I was getting throughout the day or the sensitivity that I had to locations or people um, was probably more than just, you know, me being a very particular cancer rising when yeah. I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old. So, um, yeah, I would say it was like not again, not like a great big aha moment, just like a, a general yeah. unfolding and learning of how to refine different skills. So it's like a journey, basically, for you. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that too because, you know, especially when we say like books and magic, you know, like I was always like Merlin the, you know, the magician or like uh, Harry Potter was, oh my gosh, so big, so big yeah. at the time. And, you know, it, it sparked like my interest to like, okay, there's got to be more to this. Like this cannot just be fiction, you know? <laughs> so I love totally. that you, yeah. No, that's, and that's I have, amazing. like really, yeah. And I have like really fond memories. I mean, I'm tr- I'm thinking back to my childhood experience and I was a little too, I think, old when ha- I, I read Harry Potter, but it wasn't like my prime like childhood yeah. memory. But what was, was like just generally wanting to be older than I was. And so all of my girlfriends and I were into shows like Friends and Charmed yeah, yeah. and Buffy. <laughs> and then when The Craft came out, holy crap, we were, oh, yeah. you know... At every slumber party, trying to <laughs> make another stiffest board yeah. thing. Um, so you know, I think some of the playing around with magic and the fact mm-hmm. that like witchcraft and the paranormal, it was just such an integral part of my childhood experience. Like it just was, it was televised. It was n- not normalized, but sensationalized for sure. Yeah, and yes. then just finding out that it was an actual real practice, just like. Yeah. you know it blew my mind <laughs> that's awesome it's amazing I love yeah. it I love it and you know because we like haven't had like any th- in like haha moments either you know mm-hmm. like you hear this like wonderful stories where individuals will have this like amazing awakening or whatever it may be it's like you know our journeys was also very like stagnant yeah. slow or, but has, then, like, their different, yeah you know journeys or like even time frames in yeah. their life when they start like some people they won't have any abilities that like their teenagehood and then adulthood and late thirties, they'll be like, Oh, and then I think I'm psychic. Just, or yeah, something, exactly. You know? Something will just happen and your third eye will open up or, you know, <laughs> you just, you just never know. And, um, totally. it's really interesting. Very interesting. But it's very interesting that a lot of us too, that come into this practice and, and we finally started like the paranormal too. Like it's all like the weird stuff. Like yes. I'm doing the fingers right now. Like <laughs> yes. it's always the weird stuff that, that gets you started. And then, like you said, you see that's actually a practice and you get into it. So, yeah, yeah no, I mean, absolutely. I did have things that were very specific that clarified that, yes, this is yeah. real. Yeah. And some yeah. of those were closer to when I started doing readings professionally, like leading leading up to and kind of, I think, pushing me in that direction. Um, one of the first was in Salem, oddly enough, um, when spirit um, physically uh, was present um in a, in a bigger way meaning I was physically touched by spirit so like wow. I had never really had I'd had experiences at night feeling like feelings of awareness of spirit being around but never anything so jarring that way and so that was in my mid-20s and I think that really kind of like you know there was no explanation and there was no yeah. denying it and there was no um way of me kind of like convincing myself otherwise or, or chalking it up to my sensitivity at that point, it was, whoa, you know, there's an actual physical experience that you've had. And yeah, so a a general unfolding and then closer to the time when I really started getting into the practice, um, a lot of big kind of more eye-opening things for sure. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. isn't it funny that we always want to like kind of, um, 
you know, when something like that happens that you can't explain and you're, you're always trying to, to make yourself self sound crazy. Like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just imagining it. You make excuses for it. Excuses or like, it was the wind or was this or was that, you know, like your logical mind just can't comprehend that. Yes, this is real. So we, you know, we're like battling back and forth. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Did you think that um, your spiritual journey, I I guess we can call it that, um, do you think it it was ever like hard for you to kind of open up about it? Or if you don't mind me asking, like if it was much of a taboo for you, if anything like that? Um, The witchcraft part was much more taboo. I feel like generally speaking, uh, anything to do with the paranormal, even astrology is just like kind of more widely accepted. People read their horoscopes in the newspaper and this kind of thing. So just like really being into that stuff, I feel like is like a little bit less unusual. I was also a big punk rock kid in high school. So, you know, (laughs) I think some of like the creative types just generally people were like, yeah, cool. You like weird shit, right? But but I think the witchcraft piece was always where there were a few more questions in that way. Um, I think my family, I I was... um, born and raised into um, a Catholic uh, household and um, felt the need to kind of be very closeted in my practice in that way, um, just because of the questions I knew would come up um, <laughs> and even now do continue to Oh yeah, I'm I'm very openly public about my witchcraft practice. Uh, There's definitely times where my mom will say, "Like, okay, but I know you're spiritual and you read cards and you do this, but you have to say witch." Like, it's just. um, And I think, I think um, the fact that it even brings up some questions and some hesitation from people lets me know that there's power there. Um, mm-hmm. Even if there is power in some of the misunderstanding, it's it's just it's the right word for me, and it's always felt like an empowering term for me to use for myself. I'm very much connected to the spirit world and um, asking spirit to help me co-create certain things in my life, which I can't imagine any other term other than witch that that yeah. properly kind of identifies that as my practice. No, I love it. I think that was one of the things that when I first um, came across your profile on Instagram, you were, you know, making one of your reels and it was like, oh, hi, I'm Nicole. I'm practicing witch in Salem, Massachusetts. I was like, wait a second. Not a lot of people will come out and say that. I was like, I like that girl. <laughs> no, it's nice. Well, it's it took a, a long thing. time to get there. It took a long time yeah, to true. get there. Because yeah. For a very long time, even though I was a practicing witch, when I would meet people or tell people about my practice, I would say, oh, you know, I'm spiritual or I'm kind yeah. of witchy or whatever, mm-hmm. even though I was totally very yeah, much play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, because uh, the way I explain it is like, the witch is like an inflammatory word, mm-hmm. right? And depending on who you're talking to, it's either sparking interest or sparking fear. Oh, so yeah. um, now I, I use it as an opportunity for educating people. Um, but at the back back in the day, I found it a lot more intimidating and um, kind of nerve wracking to yeah, have to explain myself and justify my practice. So no, sometimes definitely. it was easier to not use the word for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thankfully we've gotten to a point where, you know, 
it's much We're easier now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you've come like a very long way too. So it's like, we remember watching you first with like the reels and stuff. We're like, we need to know this girl. Like, who is she? And she's in Salem too. Yeah. No, and then awesome. now we're here talking to you on her podcast. Yeah. So it's insane. You've come a very long way. And I um, think it's beautiful. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that also leads us to the next question, which is what inspired to create uh, Modern Magic Academy, which, you know, it took you a long time yeah. to get here. Uh, but here you are today, very yeah. successful. Yeah, so Modern Magic Academy was something that um, I actually didn't think was going to be my starting place. I always imagined that I would um, have a spiritual career, um, have a spiritual business, which I did, and was successful just functioning in the online sphere um, back home in Canada. And when we had the opportunity to move to New England, um, my husband is very non-witchy, but super open-minded and like <laughs> very, awesome. you know, he's just, he's, he's an Aquarius. So he's very, very open-minded and <laughs> doesn't care what I'm up to as long as the neighborhood children are safe. We're not sacrificing animals and like, we're <laughs> not going missing. Like we're all good. Um, oh my gosh, it's funny. <laughs> But um, when we had the opportunity to move to New England, I didn't I didn't right away assume it would be Salem. I figured I would keep my business virtual. We would potentially end up in Maine or, or somewhere else. Uh, but I had been to Salem many, many, many times and always kind of held it in very high regard as this mecca of like yeah. spiritual everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> fill your spiritual cup. Like once or twice a year, I'd go to Salem um, with a very close witchy friend of mine and you know, it was just great. And so when we started exploring places to live in New England, we rented an Airbnb for a month in Salem because Salem was kind of like a nice neutral um, place where we could just drive to other neighboring communities. And yeah. he, um, at the end of the month, we weren't feeling it for anywhere. And he actually was like, maybe it's Salem. And I had <laughs> oh, never wow. assumed that we would end up in Salem. So yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? So um, it ended up being Salem and we found this uh, studio space. And, and um, originally it was just going to be a physical location for me to take clients for readings. And then we realized, you know, it's a bigger space than just an office and we should make, make use of more. And I always assumed that, and I, and I have always, um, you know, I've done the occasional retreat here and there and some women's circles and things like that. So I was like, you know, it'd be awesome to have ritual here. Um, and then we just kind of rolled with it a little bit further because um, we just really liked the idea of utilizing all the parts of our space. So yeah. Uh, I, I just realized coming to Salem for years and years, one of the things that I was looking for that I wasn't able to find was a really authentic representation of my practice personally. Yes. That's yeah. not saying that other folks are not coming to Salem and seeing perfect representations of their own, but um, I wanted a safe place for people to come, for people to see what witches do for real, um, yeah. and for people to participate in it and have a safe place to practice their own magic and see their own practice represented. Um, and then obviously a place for, for me to do my readings, <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah. um, so that's where modern magic, <laughs> yeah, that's where modern magic was kind of born out of was just let's, let's create a safe space for people to really experience an authentic, um, 
witchcraft practice. And we have folks coming in and teaching classes and, you know, we've got our Sabbat series. So you can come and celebrate the Wheel of the Year with us. And we have our Friday night circles. So we just have, we have, we're working on a lot of things and it's exciting to have this as like a hub that's becoming kind of a creative space as well. And it just continues to grow and evolve. And I'm excited to see what happens next. No, absolutely. And I think, um, especially, I, I definitely want to try one of the witches' circles one yeah. night. Yeah. Um, we've come to, you know, candle um, magic. magic classes and, and the dream magic. And obviously, your store is awesome too. It's, I, I love it. Oh, yeah, it has like store. all those things. That, yeah. yeah we get stuck in there for like yeah. 15 like, minutes I, after I cannot session. leave without buying something from Nicole's shop. Like, I just have to go home with something. Um, and I just love it. It's It's got like all the perfect things you need. You know, like yeah. if you need an oracle or a tarot deck, if you need like a crystal or a pendulum or Especially, if you need oils or yeah, candles, like, like you've got all the little things that you would need, right? So the witches were yeah. like are just beginning and they yes. need to find like the main stuff that they need to start. Exactly. Like it's really the perfect yeah. place. To it's do not that. overwhelming where you're like, oh my God, what? I don't know what to buy. Yeah. No, you know exactly. Like it, I feel like things call to you in that shop yeah. as well where you're like, oh, I'm, I think that deck is calling my name. <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because somebody came out yesterday for um, a tarot 101 class. And I just assumed that people would gravitate towards the tarot decks and stuff in the shop. Um, But before people come in, and this is just kind of, I guess, the nature of the way I do business. But I was hearing from spirit to like switch some things up. So I had, you know, some books that I usually would keep on display and I switched the titles up and whatnot. And these, this group of women came in and all of a sudden they were like, oh my gosh. And I'm hearing them in the shop and I'm like, everything okay in here? And they're like, no, we just had a reading at another place. And we were told that like, she's supposed to work with a Morgan and you put out, the, there's this book here about the Morgan and oh it was a book God. that I had just like switched out. Um like in anticipation for these that people is, coming. Wow. So I just was like, I guess somebody needs this book today. But yeah, it's just, it's wow. funny. How That's it amazing. It's funny how <laughs> yeah. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, but your your shop is definitely like, for us at least, I'm sure for many people too, it's really like a safe place for practicing witches. And if yes. you want to kind of enhance your abilities and, and learn how to practice more, I think your shop is like one of the perfect places to do so. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's very inclusive mm-hmm. where you don't feel like, I mean, when we came for the candle magic class, you know, I didn't feel like I didn't know what I was doing or anything yeah. like that. Like you're so, um, I don't know, just so easy to learn from you and like the way you explain things. Yeah. It's very, um, I guess, friendly for, yeah. for people yeah. and uh, easy to understand. So I just, I think it's a very, very um, comforting and inclusive community that you're creating with this uh, academy. And I think it's amazing. And definitely, um, I don't know, maybe I personally missed that, missed it or um, didn't look enough, but I never found like a witch's circle or anything like that to make me feel like I'm not crazy or, you know what yeah. I mean? Or using the <laughs> term witch yeah. um, without that negative. Um, like the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. What's the other person Exactly. So when I saw your classes and what you were offering, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. I've been looking for something like this for the longest time. And I mean, I've become a Salem since like what, 2018? And, um, so yeah, it was just really, really interesting to to find all the different classes that you offer and how inclusive it it feels for everybody. So I'm very excited Thank for you, you as well to see where how far yeah. you go with this, yeah. and I'm sure it's gonna just grow bigger it, and bigger. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a nice space. I really, you know, we're kind of tucked away. We're not a, st- yeah. uh, a street level uh, location, which I've actually heard really positive things about. At first, I was like, okay, how is this going to work? <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are like, you know, this is kind of like a little secret in Salem, and it yeah, feels really exactly. Special. And um, last October, people were loving the fact that they got to kind of escape the crazy, right? Because October, right. if you've ever been in October, Salem is insane yep. in October. And to have kind of a little tucked away um, place like this, even though we're right downtown, it's not like you yeah. have to like leave the downtown area or anything, yeah. but um, it's like a stick yeah, easy. we're really lucky. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For witchcraft. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is though you get you kind of get away from like all the mess yeah. and then you kind of have like own little space so it's very nice yeah um, thank you but speaking of your abilities did you want to ask no go or, ahead um which one is your favorite to work with like whether it's like reading tarot or anything paranormal even like the candle magic like which one is is your oh god I go through <laughs> phases I go through phases and I feel like it's really it w- it would be really hard for me to so to pick one thing, because I feel like if I were to tell you right now what I'm re- like, right now I'm really into this um, in yeah, a couple no, weeks, totally okay, something yeah. else. Um, I feel like right now I'm really committed to creating um, and creating circles, spaces where spirit is felt and where spirit Ooh, is yeah. um, experienced in a deeper, supportive kind of container. Um, and it's funny because sometimes people will come to the witches circles on Friday nights and they'll be like, we just totally thought that we might like sing a song and like light a candle. Um, and now we're crying and now my grandma's <laughs> crying and whoever else I'm brought to the circle is crying. Um, so it's, it's supposed, I, I'm really committed to witchcraft as a healing art yes. and, um, you know, connecting more with, with spirit as a guide, um, so channeling spirit and and um, getting information from deity or um, asking for support within certain facets and areas of life, something that I'm really, really committed to. I'm also just like completely obsessed with astrology right now. <laughs> I um, love that. Which is, which is like awesome, but also very overwhelming because it's such an intense kind of practice and f- um, area of study. Um, always been into tarot. Um, yeah, I just, I, I have different things that I grab and that's why I think modern magic is so perfect because I just like, I, I, when, <clears throat> you know, as I'm sure you guys on social media have heard before, they tell you to niche down. They're like, oh, just find yeah. your niche. Right. Yeah. So well, like, yeah. my niche is witchcraft, but like right. witchcraft is pr- still pretty big, right? Still right, a pretty big right, niche. Right. And I'm very happy to allow it to stay big like that. So I can pick and choose what I'm interested exactly. in at that time. No, I love so. it. I love that. I mean, I feel, we totally get that too, because yeah. we always talk about that. We're like, why do we have to find a niche? Like, we don't yeah. want to find just one niche. Like, what if we like a lot of different things? And that's okay, too. You know, I feel like there's a lot of like rules around that. You can that play around with it. Don't have, yeah, you don't have to just go by, oh, well, I like this one thing. I'm gonna stick with it. No, I feel like it's a lot better if you're just open to whatever you feel you connect with. And um every month every week could be different so literally <laughs> like no. you said and different phases why, exactly and that's why like the rituals and classes note even if you know you're attending a circle on a friday night and then in a month's time you come back and come to another circle on a friday night 
they're not going to be the same. I yeah. don't use a script. I don't read off of anything when I'm doing ritual. It's all spirit led. It's all channeled. Um, all the information that comes uh, in addition to that related to like the current energies or astrology is obviously going to be different yeah. because <laughs> it's different times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like, I really I embrace like the learning that exists within nature and, and within the wheel of the year that I follow um, within my own personal practice. So there's always like, there's always things that are changing and always different learning and different things to discuss and focus on in circle or in classes, even with the candle magic classes or other classes that are more like foundational. And you would yeah. assume it, there's a procedural way of teaching. Yeah. For me, it's like, well, guess what else I learned? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. going to be some additional information that's coming through and no two classes are going to be the same. That's awesome. I'm very excited to try out one of the witches circles. So very yeah. soon, very soon. That's my next thing. My, yes. <laughs> on my to-do list. It's on a bucket list right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. And you did say, mention that you do readings as well. Um, yes. And both Alexia and I have had a reading by you and we can <laughs> vouch that they were just so on point and amazing and, you know, I, I, I asked you a question on my reading uh, towards like the end of it. And um, I, just, I guess I don't want to, I don't want to share it right now. Just because it's a little personal, <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Um, you, the answer that you gave me, I just had never like thought of it, of that um, outcome or of that kind of like advice, I think I should mm-hmm. call it. And then after our reading, just I like thinking about it. I was like, Oh, you know, that makes sense. And then something happened that was like, bam, like that was the answer for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Nicole did say that. <laughs> I needed yeah. this. So it very accurate. It very accurate. Yes. Yes. Very accurate. And uh, a bunch of other things that we talked about. And then when I like to finish her reading, I was like, oh my God, like it's just a lot of things that made sense. And if they didn't make sense at the time, I feel like just yeah. a couple of weeks later, everything was just like coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, Nicole said this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And so, I think that's always, that's always weird for people, right? Cause it's like, if something does come up, I mean, we are pre- doing predictive work for people. So it's hard to sometimes be like, yeah, that totally resonated because it hasn't happened yet. Right. right. So right. Um, exactly. it's always nice. It's always nice hearing from people and getting updates about how things are turning out. But when you from- said that, exactly. It's like the things that are kind of like, you're looking into the future. So, you know, some of these things have not happened, but then when you um, shared with me that spirit had come to you before a reading and that was my great grandmother, um, that was amazing mm-hmm. because she's always like popping up. So I knew that that was something that I could, you know, kind of hold on to or it's like, Oh, yep. I know that's, I know who's coming through. And, um, I, I just feel like it was, it's an amazing way to kind of connect you to your own powers as well. Um, yeah. because I was being very, um, like, I don't know, I was just questioning myself a lot and I was getting a little scared with the couple of things that were happening and, the advice you gave me through my grandmother, my great grandmother was just like on point. I was like, Oh my God, like, how did she know I needed this? You know? <laughs> so that oh, was amazing so as well. That. Um, but that. that, yeah, of course. And, and I think, um, you know, it was a, a great experience for both of us. So um, how do you like to prepare for your readings with the client? Is there like a ritual that you like to do or like, do you kind of start the night before or is it just something, whatever comes in the moment? Um, 
Well, typically, well, it depends on like when, when in the day. So it, every okay. client is different. Every client reading is different. Sometimes if it's my first client of the day and I'm walking to Modern Magic, I'll be getting um, like already downloads, like already getting information kind of like on the way to work, <laughs> well, on the yeah. way um, for that person. Um, or even just like a general theme around that person will come up or a general theme for the reading. And I'll be like, oh, we're definitely going to be talking about this person's love life today or whatever. <laughs> like, I'll just get that, get that like hint that that's, that that's the theme potentially. Um, to prepare, I do a lot of um, clearing in my space. Um, I do a lot of smoke cleansing. I have sprays and things that I like to use intermittently between clients. Um, I love crystals um, for clearing the energy of the space, for helping me to stay um, a clear channel to spirit. Because yeah. um, I think that's really important. You know, your psychics Absolutely. are not perfect people. We have shitty bad days and influences <laughs> right. and things that can skew our... Um, our interpretations of things as well. And so I feel like that's why it's really important that I'm checking in with myself throughout the day when I'm doing, especially if I'm doing a lot of readings for people mm-hmm. um, and, and doing my own personal cleansing work um, as well, just to make sure that I can be the, uh, the most accurate channel possible. And that's why I called my business highest good readings because I trusted spirit um, in the very beginning and just was like, okay, just like, tell me what is going to be for the highest good of everyone that I come, come into contact with. Because I think a lot of folks are really nervous when they get a psychic reading, especially if they've never had one before, or if there's some fear around psychics or fear around spirituality that they're going to come in and we're going to tell them some really scary, horrible things. Um, and it's not that I'm going to glance over something negative if it does come up. Um, But I think that the purpose for readings at the end of the day is to leave somebody feeling more empowered to take control of their life, regardless of what circumstances seem to be influencing things. Yes. Um, And then obviously we can ask how to avoid these challenges or how to overcome certain challenges as well. So it's an empowerment practice, really getting a reading and having a reading. Yeah, if you get creative with it, that's yeah. that's a beautiful way to look at it. You know, it's like if there is something negative, then well, how can you fix that? And then you can use spirit to give you advice on what to do next. And I think that's a wonderful way to put it. And it yeah. takes out that fear-based yeah. aspect. Yeah, so that, preparing yeah. for the readings is generally just me, like, making sure that I've been fed and I'm well hydrated and I'm yes. doing all the, all the energetic things, um, cleansing and stuff throughout the day and throughout my readings just to make sure that I'm in the best place possible to receive the best information for people. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's amazing. Cause a lot of people too, like, I feel like they have this idea that, you know, psychics or mediums or spiritual workers are perfect. There's nothing ever wrong with them. Their days are always magical yeah. and bright, but no, everybody, yeah. you know, you guys are human. We have, yeah. Like we there's, have our days. yeah, there's good days and bad days. So I think yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But yeah, I I do think the the most genuine readings um, come from feeling, like you said, empowered after. Like you feel like you have a purpose, you have to keep going, like there's something out there for you. And I think those are like the the best readings in my opinion, because you have the predictions, but you also make the person feel good about themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking Mm -hmm. of cleansing, though, Mm -hmm. um, this is a very big topic that I feel like a lot of people kind of stem away from or they know about. 
So what do you think is the best way to cleanse your space? And why is sage not your first option? Surprise. Okay. Sage is not. <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about white. Um, so I first, before we like dig into this topic, which it's a big one in the, mm-hmm. in the spiritual and magical yeah. community. I want to say I'm a white girl. I am. I, <laughs> I do have indigenous, um, some indigenous ancestry, but it's really far back. It's not part of my upbringing. Um, so I want to get that out of the way yeah. that I, um, yeah. I'm a, a person speaking from my knowledge and personal experience and not somebody who, you know, has a family connection necessarily to some of these practices. However, I keep it my business to inform myself on um, magical workings and practices, spiritual practices, and where they come from and how they are uh, unique and special for, for the specific groups that they belong to and that they come from. And using white sage, obviously, has blown up in the last, I want to say, maybe 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't walk into a metaphysical shop without yeah. finding white sage bundles. Yeah. And, you know, people are just super excited about sage. <laughs> and I think when you know, if we go back 15 years ago, that's kind that's kind of um, kind of an exciting thing for people to be able to say like, whoa, like if I feel funky in my house, I don't have to call a priest or I don't have yeah. to call this. <laughs> right. that. Yeah, I can this, take care of myself. Yeah, I can buy yeah. safe and I can burn it and I can cleanse my space and feel good about it. But as we're becoming more and more aware of where some of these practices come from, um, you know, it is coming up and, and has, there's a lot of really deep questions and important questions around the validity of white sage as a practice for everyone. Um, now there's many different kinds of sage, right? There's garden variety sage, which is kind of the culinary sage that you're using and you're stuffing at Thanksgiving and all of this kind of stuff. Um, And then there's white sage, which is a desert variety of sage that's used very specifically in certain indigenous practice and by specific um, groups of native folks. And um, in ceremony, and I can't speak for all indigenous groups, but in ceremony, often sage is not only used for cleansing, but it's sometimes used to call on spirit. And even just within witchcraft practice, um, basic kind of witchcraft 101 will teach you that smoke summons spirit because it is connected to the energy and element of air. And so is spirit. (laughs) So anytime you're burning anything, anytime smoke is involved at all, we are reaching out and asking for the assistance of spirit. And what I like to tell folks when it comes to this, the use of white sage is Um, given the history and traditional uses of white sage, which would be for indigenous ceremony, what Mm -hmm. spirits do you believe will come to you when you're burning this plant? So typically it's going to be indigenous spirit that shows up (laughs) and is like, cool, we're doing something. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with indigenous spirit showing up to uh, a ceremony if it's a indigenous ceremony but when it's 
you know, Kathy in her front yard in the suburbs trying to like cleanse away her mother-in-law's energy. It can feel a little like counterintuitive that this very that. deep, meaningful <laughs> plant that's been used in ceremony for a long period of time yeah. is is now being used, in my opinion, probably a little bit too frequently and yeah. and in a trivial sense. And this doesn't speak for all Indigenous folks, but a lot of um, Indigenous communities do see the use of sage for cleansing purposes and ceremonial use as a closed practice. And I know a lot of people might roll their eyes when they hear that word because they feel like it's very territorial and they feel like it's gatekeeping for somebody to say, especially somebody like me, to be like, you can't use sage. Um, And I'm certainly not saying that you can't use sage. I'm just saying to consider. Right, the yeah. spiritual aspect of cleansing a space, right? And how when you call on spirit to come and help with alleviating and clearing and removing negativity, you don't you want to be familiar with the spirits that you're working with. Absolutely. And if we just bring it down to that, never mind the fact that indigenous folks were not legally allowed to practice their customs right. and religious, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, stuff until the like late 70s in the US. Yeah. Like if we put all of that cultural piece aside, don't you want this to be something that works and is more personal for you specifically in your practice? And that's why I tell people to try other options for cleansing. There are so many things to cleanse with other than white sage and so, so, so many options when it comes to space clearing. And it's something I'm really, really passionate about. You don't even need to use smoke to space clear. A lot of people kind of have it in their head that I have to burn something, you know, I have to walk around my house and I have to burn something. And it's like, you can do that, but there's also sound clearing and floor washing with, you know, magical herbs or um, essential oils, you can use, um, you can call on different spirits specifically and ask them to go around the house. You know, there's, there's so many ways of doing space clearing. I just feel like people need to kind of look outside the box that is white sage. And also we have an over harvesting problem with white sage. Um, A lot of places are selling sage from you know, I don't even know where they're getting it from. They're yeah. certainly not always getting it from indigenous creators or communities. No. Yeah. So I just feel like we need to really be mindful of our practice. I think that one of the flaws, and don't get me wrong, white folks certainly have their privileges, but one of the flaws that exists is I think um, specifically white people have become very detached from some of their ancestral practices and cultural practices as well. Um, And so we don't want to be hitchhiking onto other cultural practices. We can be inspired by them. And if it's an open practice, then that's cool too. Like we can, we can incorporate certain things and I'm an eclectic practitioner. So I love to like pick and choose where I'm taking things from, but I also want to be mindful and super respectful. Um, So we don't carry white sage at modern magic. And 
that's because I don't have an indigenous supplier that I feel like I can support at this time. So I would want that to be the case. Exactly. Also so that I can, you know, just encourage people to look at, to look for other options. And so because there are so many, you know, um, there are my favorite to use is rosemary, um, which is super handy because you can just get it at the grocery store or grow it yourself. Um, (laughs) and you just, you know, you dry it out and you burn it the same way that you would burn, um, any kind of smoke bundle. Um, so yeah, the sage question is, is always a hot button topic for people, but yeah, I just like to say that like, I'm continuing to learn more and more about how I can even, um, on a deeper level, personalize my practice. And, um, like I've, I have used white sage in earlier years of my practice and nothing bad ever happened, but I also have felt the presence of spirit that did not feel, um, like they were connected to my family or connected Mm -hmm. to my ancestry and it wasn't scary or bad, but I kind of, it kind of felt, um, it felt very foreign and it felt right. a little bit like, all right, maybe there's something else that I can, that I can try. No, absolutely. So, especially. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say, so, um, you know, if your family, if you have any ancestry that goes back to Europe, you know, mm-hmm. rosemary is, is probably, and, and also within North America grows, um, grows wild. So I think rosemary is a good first step. Um, but you can also use cedar, you can use juniper. Um, there's different kinds of woods that you can burn. You can use incense and there are incenses that are traditional for certain cultures, but are not considered part of that closed ceremonial kind of practice that white sage, um, has the connection to. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. In this kind of, um, I was just going to say, like, when you're in this kind of field, uh, you're working with spirituality and spirits, and um, you're just, op- you know, very open-minded. You also, wouldn't you want to be respectful, you know? Like, I, wouldn't you want to practice in a respectful way? I would I would assume so, at least, you know? So, I think um, yeah. it's, it's great that we get this message out there. And I've also seen, like you said, you don't have to just cleanse with smoke. You can work, like, let's say you work with Hecate, for example. You can yeah. have her, you know, remove some of the spirits that are lingering around or... Yeah. Um, I've heard, I've heard, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I've also heard people cleansing with um, selenite wands or amethyst. Yeah. So, you know, having a big, yeah. Yeah. I've had somebody cleanse my house once, like a big, going around with a big amethyst crystal and just kind of going room to room, um, clearing up uh, any negative energy. But, uh, and then some, another um, practitioner has told me like, the selenite wand is like a magic big eraser julius yeah. all that. so i feel like you know there's like you said so not just smoke ways. you can actually cleanse in a lot of different ways yeah and i think you know it's nice to know about all these different ways because at the end of the day if you if you or your partner or somebody is sensitive to smoke maybe smoke is not is also not a great option or exactly. maybe you want to cleanse your workspace but you can't be coming in and you yeah, know you using really intense kind of like smoke options or whatever so um i think we also um really underestimate the power of a lot of the things that we probably have in our kitchen i yes, always yes. love to encourage people to take a look at like what could be used just that you already have um, you don't always have to go out and buy expensive incenses or, you know, all those exactly. things are beautiful. And I definitely encourage people to support local creators and all of that. But 
you know, if you've got some rosemary in your cabinet, if you've got garlic, if you've got salt, you know, yes, these are salt, really salt. powerful tools. Yeah. And you can even make your own black salt with like the ashes from the um, incense that you use, you know? Yes. And, and that's very protective. That yes. yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, so always cleanse first before you put salt down. Yes. Okay. Because if you put salt down, and I've seen this many times with people recommending putting salt down at your front door mm-hmm. or on windowsills or whatever, salt is a warding tool. So it prevents things from moving in, but it also prevents things from coming out. So if there is heaviness or negative energy in the space, you want to clear it first and then put down your salt um, but gotcha. because it, it works both ways. But I'm telling you, it works wonders not letting things come in, especially oh, actual totally living, yeah. especially <laughs> actual living people that do not resonate with your energy. Yes, it's, I'm yes. telling you, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that. But there are definitely other ways, though. Yeah, cleanse. It, it is a big question. It is kind of like a question that keeps people on. You know, like should we talk about it? Like, do we leave it? But people honestly, get really pissed yeah. off. Get they really do. angry when they show up and they show up in comment sections of videos and things. And, and by the way, there are tons of amazing indigenous creators on TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram yeah. who talk more about this. Yes, yeah, um, and that's where I've heard like I've heard more of, of this as well prior to um I think it had been a while that I heard and then I heard it on your Instagram account as well. But I kept, you know, because I would follow a lot of in, uh, a lot of indigenous people uh, on TikTok or, you know, like you said, like there's a lot of creators that talk about it and I'm trying to get yeah. the message out there. So wouldn't you want to like, you know, OK, thank you for letting me know. I didn't know before, but now we'll do better, you know, instead of fighting yeah. that back. Like they're telling you like that's their culture. They're informing you of this, you know. Yeah. And practice, I think, you know. Yeah. All indigenous folks are going to feel different about this. I'm sure there's yeah. going to be some people out there that are like, I don't care. Use the white sage. Like I gave yeah. it to you as a present or like whatever. Like right. I, it's going to be, it's going to be different for everyone. But I think the main consensus is that we're very inspired. Um, mm-hmm. In the spiritual community, we're very inspired by other cultures. Okay? Yes, absolutely. And there's power in this and the self-discovery um and the ancestral healing and everything that can take place by like trying to figure out what your ancestors would have done or used for their own sacred practice and you might be like but I don't think I was related to anybody who was witchy or did anything like this it's like that's okay like where what part of the world were they from like look into the history look into the mythologies look into the old spiritual pagan ways or practices associated with those parts of the world. And I think that um, people are finding it very empowering to find their, even if their grandma didn't teach it to them, to be able to say, okay, well, maybe grandma didn't teach it to me because she lived in the U.S. and her grandma lived in the U.S. and, you know, it just got lost, right? So there can be this beautiful reclaiming piece that can happen too for folks when they start doing their research. No, I think that's so beautiful because even for us, like the more we've been getting more spiritual, more into this world, yeah. the more we've been learning about our ancestors as well back home in Albania. Especially so it's Eastern European. Yes, so. Eastern European. So it's very similar to like Italian folklore, Greek yeah. folklore. Okay. Um, our grandmother reads like the Turkish coffee cups, mm-hmm. the grounds. So she's taught mm-hmm. us that. 
And, you know, like for me, I love Oracle and Tarot, but I connect more with the coffee cup readings, you know? Um, and it's just, like you said, it's so beautiful, so healing, mm-hmm. so nurturing for our souls as well to kind of go back and say, oh, well, our ancestors never used sage, but they used rosemary, you know, or they, they would burn something else. They would burn this like little stones from the church, yeah. you know? So, um, right. I, we also grew up, um, Christian, well, you know, we family. Christian. I was, uh, baptized Catholic. She was baptized Christian later on. Like, you know, I don't even know uh, what I am at the second Orthodox, you know, so we have, <laughs> we have all, we have like atheists. Like, we have all different um, right. religions in our, yeah. in our family. But, um, you know, I think that's such an important message to also get out there, yeah. you know, like kind of research back to where you came from or where your ancestors came from and see what kind of practices they used. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's really interesting when you start to dig up and find yeah. out, you know, yeah. that every think, culture had witchcraft in a way, you know? Yes. And I think we need to also, like, consider that spirit is going to work for us in that yes. way. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's say exactly. we burn some sage and there's an indigenous spirit that shows up. And you're just like walking around your house, like <laughs> insinuating that like, yeah, now you're going to cleanse the bathroom and now you're going to do this and now you're right. going to do that. It's like, oh, okay. So are we now giving an offering to this spirit that came and supported right. and helped because we called on them in this way? Right. And and these are the steps that people who are shopping at metaphysical stores and you know, just Googled something or or saw something on TikTok, like they're not searching out these steps. And to me, it almost feels like, it almost feels offensive to assume Mm -hmm. that this, you know, this is just something that everybody should be able to just do. Um, Whereas, you know, if I call on spirit from my, from my ancestry um, by using a certain tool or plant that I believe and feel connected to, and say it's a spirit that is somehow connected or descendant from my family. They're, they're like, I think also going to feel, it's also going to feel like a little bit more mutually respectful for them to come and like, do me a favor. If that makes sense. Right. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, just, just being grateful to all the spiritual allies and and folks that keep us protected and safe is also another key key role there absolutely mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that with us so i think it's a great yeah. topic i think it we talk about this question for, but yeah. <laughs> it may I upset this... some people but you know yeah, what it's better yeah. you learn you know and i mean we've all used white white sage like yeah. said, oh, yeah. so it's absolutely. better to learn yeah, take in the information yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly but thank you so much for sharing that with us too because i know it's um it's not a hard question to answer but it's like there's a lot to it yeah so <laughs> There yeah, is. Yeah. And nobody's saying that you can't. It's yeah. just be prepared for the reasons why you're choosing to. Because, exactly. like, this information is readily available. Like, there mm-hmm. are Indigenous folks talking about this, right? So, like, if you're going to continue this practice, just have a really good reason and make sure you're accessing Sage from a reliable Indigenous source yes, and all exactly. of these things. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But thank you so much for answering that question for yeah. us, Nicole. Um, and just to bring it down, I guess, to, to the end, what are your future plans for modern magic? Like, where do you see yourself in a couple of years? 
I don't know. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's not easy yeah, to know right now. Special. I feel like that's more I, like those interview questions. Where do you see yourself yeah. in five years? It's like, you know what? <laughs> the reason I don't know, the reason I want to say I don't know is because every time I think I know, it's yeah. something better. So <laughs> yeah, I that's just, very true. Yeah. <laughs> that's I reasonable. Yeah, that's a perfect, I, I think that's a perfect answer. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really feel like this place will grow and evolve and change in the necessary ways that it needs to based on what people in this community need, right. um, based on what I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Based, yeah. On, based on my interests, Absolutely. like this will always be, um, you know, a huge passion of mine and I never want it to feel like work and I always want it to feel exactly. um, good and organic and you know, like safe and authentic. And if it's not feeling that way, there will be changes made for sure to make sure that it's, that the intended purpose remains there. Um, but yeah, I would love it to just continue growing, continue yeah. to develop awareness around what we offer, um, continue to impact people's lives, continue to be a highlight on people's trip to Salem, all I those kinds it. of things. Yeah. You'll always be our highlight for sure. 100%. No, that's a beautiful answer too. Because again, we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. We don't know where it's going to go. But as long as you go with it and you have an idea, then yeah. that's all that matters. And you moving to Salem from Canada has definitely yeah. inspired. I've been a Redfin looking at homes in Salem, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, I don't know. Ooh, I just feel so energetic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel so energetically drawn to it. It's but I'm such like, a no different what? place. I'm just going to put it out there and who knows how it'll come who to knows? be, you know? <laughs> it really is such a different like place oh, from everywhere else we've been. So amazing. It, it's insane. But it's I mean, really cool. It's really, really uh, like a cool place. I feel like it's such a, it's full of spirit. That's why yeah. I think it just feels this way, right? And some of those spirits are attached to our to the history here and some of the yes. negative things that have happened here in town. Right. But then I feel like there's this, you know, great redemption that's going on. I know there's some folks in town that are not pleased that Salem has become like a witchy safe place, but yeah. I honestly I honestly truly feel that even if um y- you know, the victims of the trials mm-hmm. specifically could look at Salem today, I'm sure there'd oh. be some eye roll, eye rolling about like, yeah. oh god, really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, would yeah. at least, I would at least hope they they would know, like, okay, well, here's a place that definitely that's not going to happen again. You exactly. know what I mean? And like, it totally took a different now. turn. Exactly, it, it took a complete like you know 360 turn from where the history started to where we are now, and it's. I think I personally think it's beautiful and. I totally understand what you mean. And the people looking at us like, we were not even witches. But, <laughs> right. You know, no. like, <laughs> well, I think uh, it's so and- important too that people know that. Right. And yeah, like, you yeah. do hear it sometimes around town tours. So like, but we're like, I thought they were witches. It's like, well, no, but no. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of political stuff going on. <laughs> totally. And I understand the confusion with like now Salem becoming so yeah. outwardly witchy, but right. I think, um, it's like just, you know, we were able to turn it around and and, and turn history yeah. on its head a little bit and be like, okay, well, never again. And this exactly. is why. Exactly. This is exactly. why it's never going to happen again. Right. There's going to be a lot of people around town that are going to make sure it never happens again. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Yeah, no, you don't want to mess with the Salem witches. <laughs> the now, the now <laughs> Salem witches. <laughs> that now, I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Well, Nicole, thank you so, we, thank so, you so, so much. much. We really appreciate you taking your time today to speak with us. And I think we um, definitely talked about some really great um, topics and portrayed some great messages. So we I definitely hope- learned some things ourselves yes. today <laughs> and there. So it's like a mini for, for us too. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll look forward to seeing you at the um, Witches Circle, hopefully next yeah. month. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> And maybe Thank you, guys. Investigations. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.